You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy, Donnie Burns, with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. And Donnie, oh my God, it is opening day. Teams are out in full force. I feel really good. I feel like, you know, it's getting warm outside. I feel a sense of hope, a sense of optimism for my fantasy team, for my real team. A lot of good stuff going on. I feel really, really good. If you want to holler at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. As usual, we got a couple of polls up there for you on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could also catch me at Spittin' Speeds. You know what we're going to do. We gotta, we're going to... Almost at the final four of our TV Greatest of All Time tournament. We're going to uh, change it up. And now that we are in full swing with the baseball season, we're going to go around the league a little bit, give you uh, my plays for tonight. And uh, as usual, though, we're going to get it started with top five, dead or alive. Some news and notes for you over the weekend. Let's start with Major League Baseball. As you know, yes, it is kind of opening day. A couple of teams got started yesterday, but I would call today opening day in earnest. But um, Roberto Ozuna will not be closing for the Toronto Blue Jays right now. He's going to go on the DL, uh, the 10-day DL, not the 15-day DL. Remember that. Jason Grilly looks like he's going to start um, first man out to get save chances for the Blue Jays. I will say this. He just got the loss in a game against the Baltimore Orioles at their home opener in Camden Yards a little while ago. Uh, Carlos Rodon also going to the DL for the Chicago White Sox. He's got a biceps issue. Remember him also on the 10-day DL. I don't think he's making it back when the time uh, is up, I think he's going to probably be out until uh, May. They told you guys about that a little bit earlier on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Um, Yadier Molina signed a three-year, $60 million extension over the weekend with the St. Louis Cardinals. He becomes the highest-paid catcher in Major League Baseball. Um, coming off one of his best offensive seasons in a little while, you also saw what he does for his pitchers. You also know what he does for the clubhouse. Remember seeing him as a leader for Team Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic. We go back to New York and the Mets. Steven Matz um, has a flexor tendon Strain, and he's going to be shut down for about three or four weeks. Uh, not necessarily on the, not necessarily, uh, you know, cause for alarm just yet. But Matt has been injury riddled. Remember, if he's going to be on your team, you may want to uh, protect that with some other guys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest in Stephen Matt's opening day. Some interesting lineups coming out, okay? And remember, I've been telling you guys all season, especially in DFS, it's about where they are in the lineup. I love, say, for example, that two spot in the lineup. Minnesota, the Twins, had a very interesting lineup. I thought these two guys would be flipped, but no, no, no. Um, Brian Dozier is leading off for the Twins and playing second base today. And uh, Brian Buxton is actually in the third hole for the Twins. I could see that flipping, you know, Dozier of the of the 40 home runs last year in Buxton with the great speed. But we shall see. And I got to tell you something. Watching all these games yesterday and today, are you with me? I miss the intentional walk. I miss the intentional walk. Um, if you don't realize it just yet. 
There is no more intentional walk in Major League Baseball this season. All the manager has to do is put out a little signal, and uh, he'll automatically get first base. You don't actually have to throw the four pitches. And I thought that was always interesting because, you know, there's still the potential for a guy like Vladimir Guerrero to step across and rope a double to the right center field. But uh, let me know. Let me know if you miss the intentional walk. Also want to go to football, some news and notes there. You know, on the Fantasy Freestyle Speeds, the spitting statistician is always going to give you your football knowledge 12 months a year. The 49ers have signed running back Tim Hightower. I think he's going to be the prime candidate to back up Carlos Hyde in San Francisco. Sorry to Dewan Harris, who did have that role. But uh, Hightower, I believe, is going to be backing up Hyde in San Francisco. Case Keenum. Signs a one-year, $2 million deal with the Minnesota Vikings. To me, that is an interesting signal on whether this organization believes that Teddy Bridgewater will be healthy come this uh, fall. And it does not look good, in my opinion, with Teddy Bridgewater if they're going to actually make roster moves and signing Case Keenum. Case Keenum is not a third-string quarterback. Case Keenum is a backup quarterback. So if they're signing him to backup quarterback money, to me that means Teddy Bridgewater could be in trouble. Adrian Peterson visited the New England Patriots today. Um, However, he has left the building with no offer in place, no deal in place. They're saying that there are three to five teams that are interested in Adrian Peterson, but I don't know who they are. There's another report out of Tampa Bay from the Tampa Bay Times saying that Adrian Peterson is not in the Tampa Bay Bucks plans. So who are these teams? Remember, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, my called shot was I believe Adrian Peterson is going to wind up with the Oakland Raiders. Um, at least they're in Oakland for the next couple of years. Um, in the quarterback market, remember I said they signed Case Keenum, but um, Colin Kaepernick still goes unsigned. And I thought something was funny. I found uh, online what they're calling a Colin Kaepernick excuse generator. You know, I've been talking about it all last week. At this point, there's got to be some kind of blackball going on. If Geno Smith and now Case Keenum can get a deal, but... uh. You know, your boy Colin Kaepernick cannot. I think that is very interesting. Guys like Kaepernick, guys like RG3, guys like Jay Cutler, guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick are all still out there on the running back market. Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles, all still out there. If Geno Smith and now uh, Tim Hightower can get deals, I think this uh, shows you that the NFL is trying to skew cheaper and skew younger. We don't know what kind of contract details these guys are kind of demanding. Will they be playing for, you know, the minimum would would in fact you know would Colin Kaepernick take a one year two million dollar deal like Case Keenum did that is the piece of information that we don't know but I still think it is very very interesting and I know it's Major League Baseball and opening day but uh that football calendar 12 months a year OTAs are beginning for the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Chargers today Today is the beginning of off-season training activities for those two NFL teams, just as the baseball season getting started. And I don't know if you know, one more football note. Anybody who saw WrestleMania yesterday, and I know some guys on this network, I know Greg Sussman, Sussmania. I know Frankie Stanfield, Mike Florio, they probably did. You might have seen Rob Gronkowski out there in WrestleMania. He, uh, you know... Came out there, uh, body blocked somebody, helped another guy win some battle royal. So uh, I can very much remember during the football season when I talked about how Ronda Rousey's next move might be to the WWE. I can easily see Rob Gronkowski in that path as well. All right, let's keep it going, though. Top five dead or alive here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As I said... 
I have some polls up there on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. So let's look at them right now. Donnie Burns put them up. First one is quite simple. What's your favorite part of hashtag opening day? You know, um... I told, I opened the show saying how excited I felt. You know, spring has sprung. You know, I feel like no one's going to beat my fantasy baseball team this year. I got to tell you, playing this DFS slate today, I'm doing big things. Had Yasmani Grandal, who's hit two home runs today. Had Jock Peterson, who hit a grand slam. Had Steven Strasburg, who got a quality start and a win going seven innings. So uh, you may want to listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, because I'm giving you everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. But as we go to opening day... What's your favorite part? Is it, you know, the optimism for your team, you know, because everybody's zero and zero, you know, everybody's a playoff contender. And, and you know, I feel that because I'm a big uh, New York Yankees fan. And for the last couple of years, you know, my team's been out of it, you know, pretty much in any real way. As we hit uh, summertime, I didn't expect big things. Now with the youth movement going on, the baby bombers, I feel like uh, I might have a chance. So I feel good optimism. I feel like we're trending in the right direction. Or is it, like I mentioned before, is it the start of spring? You know, you get to start to put some of those winter coats away. Birds are chirping. Everybody's happy. Everybody just kind of feels better as the weather gets nice out. So maybe that's what you feel like most about opening day or... Is it just straight up fantasy baseball? And, uh, you know, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I can see many of you out there pretty much thinking that fantasy baseball might be the reason. We got that poll up there on the FNTSY Radio Twitter handle right now. We got a very tight three-way race. Donnie Burns and I will check in on that throughout the show. The other question I have, and I want to bring my boy Donnie Burns in right now, as the resident fantasy freestyle college basketball expert, we define a champion tonight. Who do you think will take it home, North Carolina or Gonzaga? Right now, this poll that's up on the FNTSY radio Twitter handle is pretty close, with 54% of you saying that the Tar Heels of North Carolina will be cutting down the nets at around midnight tonight. Donnie Burns, I know you've been following this tournament. I know you're my basketball, college basketball go-to guy. I have been saying the entire tournament that I believe the best ball is played out on the West Coast. So I'm going to ride with Gonzaga. I'm going to fade the public a little bit, especially if, uh, you know, maybe if North Carolina knows how to box out after missed free throws. I don't know. Did you catch that, Don? And, and uh, what, are you, uh, what are you thinking about this game tonight? Yeah, so I'm leaning, <clears throat> I'm leaning more towards UNC in this matchup. And okay. The reason for that being if I feel if Justin Jackson and Joel Berry can get second chance from Kennedy Meeks getting rebounds, offensive rebounds, I feel like they can, they can drop enough points to lead them to a victory. However, the Gonzaga big men play very fundamentally sound. They have Karnowski. They got Collins. So it's going to be as close as this voting on this poll probably is. So you expect I a pretty close UNC, game, huh? UNC, though, yeah. UNC in a Very close one. Fair enough, fair enough. So we shall see. One other note out of college basketball that um, I, feel, uh, I feel like I want to share with everybody. Georgetown has hired its new coach, a new head coach. They uh, fired John Thompson the third, and they are keeping it in the family, and they have decided to hire someone who I really wanted to get a job for the last five or ten years. I thought that, to be quite honest, he was um, – had some prejudiced views against him as to not getting interviews. And a lot of people think that uh, players who are big men, you know, you see 
players who become head coaches, they're usually point guards. Not a lot of big men. But I want to give a big-time shout-out here on the Fantasy Freestyle to Patrick Ewing. And Patrick Ewing is the new head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas. So I feel really good about that. Shout-out to him. I know he's wanted to get a um, head coaching job for a while. Let's keep it moving, though. Top five that are alive here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also out of the NFL, I thought I found some intriguing quotes and comments By the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Jerry Jones. Check this out. Jerry Jones. And uh, what I also find interesting, Donnie, is I'm I'm, I'm getting this report out of Mike Florio. No, not the Mike Florio of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, who will be coming on next at 8 to 10 with Fantasy First Look. But Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, he's reporting that Jerry Jones has said he wants to end marijuana testing in the NFL. And he wants to end player conduct investigations. Now, I think if you if you've listened to Speeds the Spitting Statistician during football season, you know that I have been on this for a while. That the NFL needs to move away from the painkillers. We uh we had the athletic trainer on a little bit uh, over the playoff season, but um. This is going to be collectively bargained, if anything, with the NFLPA. But they are saying that they are, quote, unquote, willing to listen to the medical community. If you remember, Speeds has been saying that the NFL has an opportunity here with it legal in 28 states. And with the idea of the pain management for the NFL players, they have an, they have an opportunity to become a leader in this space. And I challenge Mr. Goodell and the NFL to do just that. It looks like Jerry Jones is on the bandwagon as well. However... They're saying that they are not going to really look into changing their stance on the personal conduct policy and those investigations. Roger Goodell is still going to be, you know, investigator, judge, jury and executioner. But I find it interesting because maybe why is Jerry Jones mentioning this? That is my question. And the only thing that I can think about is he might be a little bit worried about his star rookie running back, Ezekiel Elliott. As you know, um, he has been. Kind of in the news um, a few times, a few times as it comes to, um, you know, his uh, potential DV cases and things of that nature. So uh, maybe Jerry Jones getting ahead of the game right there. One other topic I want to give you real quickly before we go to break here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is that I saw um, over the weekend that NBC has declared that the Olympics coming up are actually going to be on live. You know, when I watch the Olympics, I see that tape delay stuff. And Don, you know, as a millennial, how you can't go these days without knowing what the results are. You know, they want to put the primetime sports, the big-time sports on at primetime in the United States, but that's not really working. You know who wins the track and field. You know who wins the basketball games. You already know all that, so I think this is a good move not to have those tape delays anymore. That's uh, your top five dead or alive here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martin as Speeds the Spitting Statistician. When we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to take a spotlight on opening day. We've got to change it up now that baseball is in full swing. So we're going to do a segment every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, now 7 to 8 p.m. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network where I give you a little bit of a preview, sometimes into full series, sometimes into the action that has already happened, sometimes previewing tonight's slate. We're going to do a little bit of all of that. We're also, I didn't get a chance to give you on Friday my season award predictions and my futures predictions to help you win that cash. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what? 
it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Holler at me if you want live this hour at 844-843-6879. You could also catch us on demand so many different ways wherever you get your podcasts. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app or go to fantasy.com slash radio where you can download, you know, Fantasy Freestyle. You can download Fantasy Best Friends Forever. You could download the DFS lineup lock. You could download so many shows where everybody here gives you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. We got a couple of polls up right now. 56% of you guys are thinking that the Tar Heels are going to cut down the nets a little bit later on tonight. And then I'm very intrigued by this. You know, we got a poll question up. What is your favorite part about opening day? The three choices are optimism for your team, the start of the spring, or the start of fantasy baseball. And right now, it is literally... It is literally a three-way tie um, with uh, just over 50 votes. Between 50 and 100 votes, we've got 33%, 33%, and 34% with a slight edge going to fantasy baseball. So that means you guys want to talk about fantasy. And let me tell you something. Let me let, let you in on a little inside secret. The RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for a special discount. That's how we're going to do it, yo. We are going to make you win your leagues and win that cash, whether it be DFS or season long here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But before we get into that, I realized that uh, another way that I could tell you how to win that cash, I was giving you season total over-unders over the last few weeks when Speed spotlighted 30 teams over uh, spring training. But one thing I did not give you were my actual futures picks for the Major League Baseball season. And I want to do that right now because I'm telling you, I got some good ones here. I really uh, I feel good about some of my picks. I was shocked to see the World Series odds on my World Series pick. So I think I'm going to help you win some cash right now. And uh, just so you know, I get my odds right there from that good old sports action app. They, be, they give you their great odds. They also do is they give you what the public is picking. And you know Speeds, the spitting statistician. I love to fade the public. So I like having that information. You may want to check that out that sports action app it's good stuff let me start with the uh, ALCS let me start in the American League you can get futures odds to win the pennant and uh, I'm fading the Boston Red Sox I do not believe in the uh, adjustment for Chris Sale I think David Price is hurt and despite his home run a little bit early today I'm not sure about Andrew uh, Benetendi the number one prospect however I like a repeat pennant winner um, the Cleveland Indians, I think Tito Francona, I have faith in him. I like this pitching staff between Kluber, between Carrasco, between Salazar. Um, so I like them. Obviously, you like the bullpen with Cody Allen and uh, Andrew Miller. They are they are co-favorites at 5-2. to two. If you don't like that, my second pick is a little off the beaten path. I like the Houston Astros. I like the Houston Astros because... I love that lineup. I love that lineup. I think they're going to mash. I think Altuve has even more room to grow. I think Correa takes a step forward this year. I think the addition of Carlos Beltran is huge for them. I kind of like the Houston Astros at 5-1 at, uh, to one to win the AL. In the NL. In the NL, okay, a lot. Everyone loves the Cubs as huge favorites, and then a lot of people love the Dodgers. 
I'm picking two other teams that are tied uh, for the third choice at six to one. I like the Washington Nationals to uh, beat the San Francisco Giants in the NLCS. The Nats and the Giants both at six to one. I think that's decent value. Um, I am going to be looking at number one and two starters. Okay, I think that you need that. You know, you need that Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. You need that combination, and I really love the combo of Scherzer and Strasburg, and I really love the combo out west of Mad Bum, and of course Johnny Cueto there in San Francisco. So those are my, uh, you know, AL and NL pennant picks. You can win some money on that. And then here's the thing: the Washington Nationals are twelve to one to win the World Series, and I um, that's where I'm putting my money. That's where I'm putting my money. I think, uh, you know. They mentioned it earlier on today, Bryce Harper having maybe a bounce-back season. I mean, dude had a pretty good season to begin with last year, but to bounce back and do even better. I love Adam Eaton at the top of that lineup, and I love the young stud Trey Turner. I think they're going to do big things. I think um, the biggest issue will be the back end of their bullpen. Uh, but they did good work today. Today, it was okay. You know, Strasburg did what he was supposed to do. And then um, Trinan got his first save looking good in the ninth inning. So I think that's um, that's where I'm going with my World Series pick. I'm picking the Nats over the Indians. 12-1. to 1. Uh, You can uh, get some cash right there. I also did some prop bets. You know, futures of AL, NL, Cy Young, and MVP that I want to give out my picks. Because, you know, I want to have it on record. When Speeds the Spitting Statistician could help you win that cash, then you're going to come back and call me at 844-843-6879 and be like, oh my goodness, Speeds, you had another called shot. You were right again. So, listen, in the American League, and if you remember, I like Houston and I like Cleveland, right? So, I'm going to take Corey Kluber as your AL Cy Young. He's the second choice behind Sale. Uh, in the odds at plus 300 and I think you uh, I think Kluber's a great pick I think the Indians are going to run away with that division win the division by the widest margin have the most wins in the American League and um, Kluber is going to help get him there with about 18 to 20 wins and uh, great ratios in as far as the MVP in the American League I'm going with the sixth choice at plus 1,200. Um, I think this is great value at plus 1,200. And it's my uh, you know five foot six second baseman, Jose Altuve. I think Altuve is going to be the MVP of the American League. I mean, my man is hitting 330, 340, stealing bases, scoring runs, surprising power. But if you remember, I did a piece, a segment a few weeks ago about the importance of Carlos Beltran in that lineup. And I think he is going to even push Altuve to new heights. I think there is room to grow for Altuve. And if he does that and the Houston Astros do, in fact, win the AL West, like I am predicting them to do, I think Altuve will be in line for uh, some some MVP votes. So at plus 1,200, I like that. Going to the NL. Going to the NL. Um, when you talk about Cy Young, you're basically trying, in essence, to beat Clayton Kershaw, right? That's what you're trying to do because you're not going to make any money going with the chalk and Clayton Kershaw. I'm going with the third choice in the NL for the Cy Young, and uh, he looked real good today. He looked real good today in New York, and that's Noah Syndergaard out there in City Field. At, you can get him at plus 800, okay? And I like that. I like that as my NL Cy Young. I think his stuff is absolutely ridiculous. If you tell me Noah Syndergaard makes 30 starts this year, I will show you a Cy Young candidate, um, you know, with 200 strikeouts, with great ratios. And uh, because he's on a pretty good team, I think, uh, you know, I have a nice little record there as well. And when it comes to the NL MVP, remember I told you my pick was the Washington Nationals to win 
the World Series. So I'm going to go on Bryce Harper. I think people, I think the hate has gone too far on Bryce Harper. I think he had a just. a just fine season last year. Wasn't an MVP caliber season? No. But at only age 25, he uh, got off to a good start today with a home run on opening day. And now, before his 25th birthday, Bryce Harper has hit a home run in on opening day five times. That's how long this guy's already been in the league at only a 24, 25-year-old. He has done that already. Let's do. Uh, let's take a look around the league, though. It is opening day, and one of the things we're going to be doing is I'm going to tell you what's going on because sometimes, listen, it's very different. This is not the DFS lineup lock show with Tony Sincata and Benny Riccardi. They get to tell you what's going on up until 7 o'clock. Okay, so I'm going to have to do a little bit of looking back, a little bit of looking ahead. So we're going to do a couple of things here. One, there's a couple of news and notes that I definitely want to give you from some of these early games that popped off. And then I'm going to preview what I'm looking for in this first week, opening week of the season. i got to start off with this game that just finished down in Baltimore, where the Baltimore Orioles, in 11 innings, beat the Toronto Blue Jays. And let me tell you something. I thought it was funny that Buck Showalter, six months later, does in fact put his all-star closer, Zach Britton, into a tie game in extra innings. Maybe he learned his lesson from the wild card. But uh, that Blue Jays bullpen, not looking so good. Remember I told you Roberto Osuna going to the disabled list. Jason Grilly gave up the winning run. Uh, he's going to have an inflated ERA. Now it's at nine after just one appearance. He did not get the job done. Blue Jays win in 11 innings, three to two. Another game I wanted to tell you guys about really quickly was um, this Rockies-Brewers game. I think there's an interesting note here in the Rockies-Brewers game. The Rockies had a, uh, the Rockies wind up winning this game seven to five. But what I find interesting is the Rockies had a two-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth. And so you might want to know, who did they bring in to close this out? I know a lot of people are talking uh, Greg Holland. Others are talking Adam Adovino. It was, in fact, Greg Holland that came in, pitched a scoreless ninth for the Colorado Rockies, and he gets the first save of the season. Now, if you're new to baseball DFS... Maybe you were playing basketball DFS. Maybe you were playing football DFS. If you're new to baseball DFS, I got to tell you, my my first piece of advice is this. Pay up for your pitching. Okay, You got to pay up for your pitching. And so what I'm going to probably be doing is I'm going to be looking at starting pitchers that I think have the best matchups. And today, I got to tell you something. I'm having a great DFS day so far. Okay, guys, I'm, I, I had Steven Strasburg who got the win. I have Yasmani Grandal with two homers. You know, we got uh, Harper who went yard. I got Jock Peterson who had a grand slam. So I'm doing all right. Maybe you want to listen. So um, I'm looking at these pitchers to see if they are – um, in essence, performing the way they should be for the money that I'm paying them, right? So the first guy I look at is Steven Strasburg, and you can't complain. Seven innings pitched, he went. Only gave up two earned runs, struck out three, and got the win. Okay, so that is what you're looking for. When you're going to pay up for these starting pitchers, That that's what you really need. You need a great outing. You remember now, they, they're also giving you points for the quality start at FanDuel. In this Dodgers-Padres game, the Padres scored a run off Clayton Kershaw in the first inning. However, it was unearned, and Kershaw continues to uh, give you exactly what you pay for. If you're paying up all the way to the top of the slate for Clayton Kershaw, this is what you want to see. He gave you seven innings pitched, only one earned run, striking out eight and getting the win. That's the kind of... uh, 
You know, that's the kind of output that you want from your big-time starters. Same could be said for uh, Noah Syndergaard as well. He had a nice little outing, six innings pitch, did not give up an earned run, and had seven strikeouts. I don't know if you heard Tony Sincata at the top of the hour in the news read. He did leave the game with a blister, but they're saying that's no problem. He's put, his next start is being pushed back from Saturday to Sunday. So if you have him in week long, he's still getting the two-start week out of Thor, Noah Syndergaard, and they're saying, it should be just fine. I'll tell you, though, what a problem is. Some of your closers so far have been uh, nothing to write home about, right? Um, whether it is uh, Mr. O, the final decision out there in St. Louis. There was also um, a blown save by San Francisco, Mark Melanson, yesterday. So watch out for that, especially in the San Francisco case. The Giants went ahead and spent money to bring in Melanson. I was telling you in Speeds and Spotlight that, yeah, he gets saves, but I didn't like him too much as a closer because he didn't have that strikeout stuff in those ratios. It came back to bite him on, uh, it came back to bite him yesterday in that, uh, in that game against the St. Louis Cardinals, I do believe he did not get the save. Um, so those are some things to look at. What I'll tell you, if you're doing the nighttime slate, this Texas-Cleveland game where you have you Darvish and Corey Kluber, two Cy Young candidates going at it, I really hope that you wind up picking one of those guys. If you're on DraftKings and you needed two, if you got some late swaps to, to still happen, I'm telling you, I do not mind Kendall Graveman tonight, okay? Graveman at home is decent. This Angels lineup is not the best outside of, obviously, Mike Trout. And don't, don't forget, in that ballpark out there in Oakland, while it is a dumpster fire that needs to be replaced by by the Oakland Alameda County. It's a, a ton of foul ground, and those starters out there at home are viable. It's the lowest total with eight runs on the board for the uh, night slate. So uh, I think it's an interesting play looking at Kendall Graveman as uh, you know your non-obvious nighttime starter, obviously with uh, Kluber and Darvish on the slate. So there's a little bit of baseball. We're going to be doing a different... But we are going to be looking at the baseball scores every day because it is a marathon, not a sprint for the next six months. The boys of summer will be, uh, you know, will be holding us down here on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about opening day. I think there's a few interesting things that we can only talk about on opening day. Uh, The San Diego Padres with a couple of interesting roster decisions, uh, a couple of interesting things on Twitter. We're also going to talk a little bit. We're getting into it with the uh, TV Greatest of All Time tournament. I got some interesting matchups right now. We have the final of the sitcom region, Seinfeld versus The Office. Polls are open right now at Spittin' Speeds, at FNTSY Radio. And then in the reality bracket, we have... uh, uh, real world road rules. You know, I've been riding with my homegirl Irulan for the Las Vegas season, going up against the steamroll that is cops. So we'll talk about those, preview those matchups, tell you how we're going to crown a champ. All that and more when we come back. This is Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician on Fantasy Freestyle on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, speed spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy, Donnie Burns, with me on the ones and twos. Uh, a couple of updates right here as some of these games are going final. The Dodgers do, in fact, win 14-3. to That game has gone final. Uh, 0-0 with the Indians and the Rangers. Remember, I told you, interesting pitching matchup there. You Darvish and Corey Kluber. The only uh, day game that I believe is still going on on, just finished. Yenmar Gomez gets the save for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. They beat the Reds 4-3. to three. And what that also means is that the daytime slate is done. Your boy Speed just put up a 184 on FanDuel. That was good enough to cash. So, remember, I feel good about this. That's what I feel good about. We asked you on the FNTSY radio Twitter poll why, uh, you know, why are you happy about opening day? And right now, 36% of you are saying it is because of fantasy baseball that's your favorite part about opening day. So I'm happy. You know, I'm starting a little bit with some cash. So, uh, so that's good. Let's keep on talking about opening day. Over the weekend, I saw something when the Padres finalized their rosters. And they are going to have Christian Betancourt as a two-way player. They're going to have him as a catcher slash outfielder and as a reliever. Okay? Officially. Like, he's really going to be in the bullpen actually doing some mop-up duty. This was a guy who, uh, you know... And it's always funny when a team is down by like 10 runs, you throw in a position player, see what he could do. Well, that happened for Mr. Betancourt a few times last year, and he got out. And he had a fastball that was touching 96. So they went through this kind of experiment. They're like, hey, maybe we can save a spot on our roster and have a mop-up guy, uh, you know, be okay in these situations. Well... What do you know? On opening day against the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, remember, I gave you that score. It got out of control. Dodgers won the game 14-3. to Clayton Kershaw getting that win, you know, on his campaign to, you know, I don't know, get another Cy Young award. Remember, I'm fading him going with Noah Syndergaard as my pick. But all it took was one game because Christian Benincourt got in the game as a long relief pitcher. Maybe he would have if he was a position player this time around anyway. But, uh... It didn't go so well. It didn't go so well. He threw one and a third innings. He gave up three earned runs. So maybe they're going to short-circuit that experiment. I don't know. But it makes me wonder, like, in these situations, do you put him in as pitchers? Do you put him in as hitters? When you're playing fantasy, and I'm reminded of that because yesterday, and I don't know if you saw it, but Madison Bumgarner hit not one but two home runs on opening day. I really wonder what Mad Bum would do if he was given 500 at-bats. And I really wonder if the San Francisco Giants and Bochi, if at any point in time when uh, when Bumgarner's starting, if they're going to, you know, I know some managers toy around with putting the pitcher in the eighth spot. I really wonder if days that Mad Bum goes, because you're not really replacing him much with relievers and messing up the lineup. I really wonder if they put Mad Bum in sort of in the middle of the lineup at some point. But uh, that's something we will see as we continue to keep it moving throughout the season. I wanted to mention one other thing here for opening day. And... Uh, I don't know. I need my uh, I need my millennials over here because when you go on Twitter, apparently there are new um, hashtags for every major league team. Okay, and uh, you know they're trying to. Some of them are trying to be funny. For example, the Atlanta Braves are hashtag chop on. You know the Marlins hashtag let's go fish. Um, the Tigers are hashtag who's your tiger. You know Birdland for the Orioles. But I got so many questions. If you want to use this in Twitter, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm still new to the game, at Spittin' Speeds, if you want to follow the men. But um, 
know that this is the that this is the hashtag? How do you know that instead of just going like hashtag, uh, you know, Cubs, you have to go hashtag that's Cub to get that cool fun logo? I want to get the cool fun logo, but I don't really know how to do that. And what I don't get is how do you like know that these things are out there? That's what I don't get. I'm gonna have to ask my boy Frank Stanfield, who's my millennial friend, coming up later on a fantasy first look. I'm gonna have to ask him this: how how you find this, how you know this? But I did think some of them were pretty interesting. So let me give you my uh, my favorite. You know, my favorite uh, three. The first is uh, the Brewers. The Brewers, you know, sometimes they're known as the Brew Crew. So uh, if you want to tag the Brewers this season, go hashtag this is my crew. You know, I like that. Crew love. This is my crew. I think that's interesting. Right? Another one that I, uh, I want to challenge. I want to throw a challenge flag on, to be quite honest. And that is uh, the Boston Red Sox. As you know, I'm a Yankee fan. But... Um, the hashtag for the Red Sox is hashtag win, dance, repeat. As though they do this all the time. You know, for a long time, there was a big gap there from 1918 all the way to 2004. Now it's all of a sudden like they do that all the time, win, dance, repeat. I don't know about that. Yes, you are my pick to win the AL East, but I'm fading you when it comes to the AL pennant. But my absolute favorite one, and this connects to my boy Mike Retberg, who was on helping me preview the Oakland A's last week when we talked about, you know, the juxtaposition of the Oakland Raiders leaving. He mentioned that was right when the Oakland A's were doing like their fan-friendly events, raising the flag and things of that nature. So uh, I think the Oakland A's, with a subtle dig to uh, the Warriors who are moving, to the Raiders who we know are moving. If you want to talk about the A's this season, it is hashtag rooted in Oakland. Maybe throwing a little bit of shade to the other pro short sports teams. But uh, there's plenty of them out there. I might send them out on my own Twitter. So if you want to uh, you know, get in the conversation out there, you can do that with all of these different teams. Um, another place that I want to hear you on Twitter is as we vote... As you know, the Fantasy Freestyle is crowning the greatest TV show of all time. We are getting down to it this week. You know, college basketball will crown its champion. On the women's side, it was not the UConn Women Huskies. We're going to crown a champion tonight. Right now, 55% of you still think it's going to be the University of North Carolina. I'm going to ride with the West Coast Zags instead because you know Speeds likes to fade the public. But the important, the important right now the important things to vote on right now is uh the tv tournament that we got going on and it is getting down to it so i want to recap where we are and uh talk to you about the the two matchups that we have up there right now in fact so this week uh We've got big boy matchups, okay? We're in the Elite Eight. We're getting to the Final Four. And for those of you who are new to the show, maybe tuning in, you know, maybe between football and baseball season, didn't listen much to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and coming back now that baseball season started, we're doing this great tournament. In the sitcom region, we had a lot of conversation. There were some upsets. But in the uh, regional final, it is the number one seed, Seinfeld, up against the number two seed, The Office. Right now, what you can do is you can get on that at FNTSY Radio Twitter handle. You can get at Spit and Speeds, and you can vote on this. But right now, um, it is, in fact, Seinfeld, the number one seed that looks poised to move on to the TV greatest of all time Final Four. With over 100 votes, right now, Seinfeld has 58% of the vote. But if you are a big fan of The Office, Jim and Pam, Dwight and Michael, all the whole crew there, there is still time to vote. Get out there. I have seen matchups flip um, a little bit back and forth in the time that we have out there on the poll. And then Donnie, we've got the reality regional final up here tonight. 
And um, that's been very interesting. This has been upset City from the very beginning. The one, two, three, and four seeds all lost their first round matchups. The regional final pits five seed real world road rules up against what I think has been the surprise of the tournament for me. I have been surprised at how much the viewers, the listeners, the Twitters, the followers have supported the number seven seed cops. So we have real world road rules up against cops in the reality regional final. If you've been listening to the show with Speeds the Spitting Statistician, you know I've had my homegirl Irulan on from the real world. She was in that Las Vegas season helping, maybe helping a lobby for her cause. Right now, we got an interesting, we got an interesting uh, vote going on. Cops has been steamrolling people left and right. This battle has been back and forth. I have seen the lead switch in the last couple of hours. Right now, Cops does have a slight lead. Before, I saw Real World up at 53%. Then I saw Cops up at 53%. Right now, Cops is at 57% of the vote. But there's still plenty of time. If you do not want Cops to move on, get up on that Twitter handle and let us know. We're going to be tracking that throughout the show. Um administrative note here at uh, studio 34 and rock and riley's there is a big event going on tomorrow so there will be no fantasy freestyle i'll be back on wednesday and on wednesday we'll have the regional finals in the animated region simpsons versus the south park which is going to be big and then in the drama region which has gotten so much drama we have the sopranos up against breaking bad i know benny riccardi out there is going to be riding with breaking bad i know mike blew it out there is going to be riding with the sopranos we're going to be doing that on wednesday show then on thursday show we'll do the two final four matchups and then on friday we will crown a champion so get out there and vote at fntsy radio at spit and speeds and you too can call your shot as we uh crown the greatest television show of all time but When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, You know, there's been so much uh, drama with, you know, Tom Brady's jersey. Uh, The case has been solved. There was another case that happened this weekend as it relates to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, hardware of the Pats. Some interesting things happening at Fenway. We're going to cover that. And, um... You'll never guess which former football player is now looking to become a two-sport athlete. And the second support sport might surprise you. That's what we call a tease in the radio. All that and more with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you know what it is. As the beat drops, Donnie Burns laying the track. We're here on the Fantasy Freestyle Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm with you for a few more minutes. And then we got the Fantasy Jesus, Joe Galena. We got Mikey Florio. And we got Frank Stanfill. They're coming up next with Fantasy First Look. They're going to go 8 to 10. And like I said, give you everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Hey, Donnie Burns, uh... I didn't get your thoughts here. Seinfeld versus The Office. Uh, you like any of these shows? Who do you think is going to yeah, come out of the final four? I've been lobbying for Seinfeld for a minute. That one, I can't really see it losing. And okay. on the same side of it. Do you think Seinfeld's going to win it all? I, I think so. 
Okay, so I got to get on record here. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you think Seinfeld's going to win it all? Because, you know, we got all these. We got to start tracking all these things, remember? Of course. We got a couple of bets that we want to make with Tent Giddon Jr. We got to start tracking these because I've heard, Donnie Burns, that now you may, in fact, be the fantasy freestyle producer Monday through Thursday. Is that true? Yes, sir. Fantastic. I'm glad that we're going to have my baseball correspondent here, Donnie Burns. How are the kids doing, by the way? They're good. Uh, we're getting ready. I think we're going to end up going. So. Where are we traveling to? Tampa. Nice. I like. I like. Sounds good. Sounds good. And let's talk about this reality TV bracket here. Real world road rules. As you remember, my homegirl, Irulan, came on the show not once but twice. Helped move the needle. I don't know if it's going to help her against cops, though. What do you think is going to happen here? Like we mentioned last time I was on the show, I think people like cops so much because they really want to see what happens next. Right. And I feel like it's just going to keep steamrolling. Even though it's not steamrolling real world, I know Irulan did a good job lobbying for it, but... Cops is too fun to watch. All right, so you got, you've got cops, and you've got Seinfeld coming out. We'll see what happens in the animated region and in the drama region when I'm back on Wednesday. Donnie Burns, you'll be here to hold me down as well. Um, like I said, a, f- a few more minutes we got here, but what we do here at the Fantasy Freestyles, we put the fun in functional sports radio. So I want to talk to you about this. Um, the Lombardi Trophy that the New England Patriots won. Did you know it was an accident, Donnie, over the weekend? Of course. So, uh, of course it was, right? So, uh, you know, I guess they take the trophy around. It's not like the Stanley Cup where everybody gets the trophy and can do whatever they want with it for a day. But there was like a team official driving it to an appearance at the Cross Insurance Center in Bangor, Maine. We were in Maine. That's deep Patriots country right there in the top of New England, in the, uh, not the Pacific Northwest, but the, uh, you know, the Atlantic Northeast, shall we say. And uh, the team official that was driving the Lombardi Trophy to this appearance at this insurance center got in an accident, got in a car accident. Okay, but don't be alarmed. Everything is okay. Nobody was hurt. The trophy is fine. I do hear, however, though, that the, um, they had to reinflate the tires after that accident because the tires were a little bit deflated. Arr, 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 arr. Um, if you know also, though, remember after the Super Bowl, there was this whole big controversy of uh, Tom Brady's jersey. Well... In fact, as you know, the, jer- the, the, the mystery had been solved. There was a Mexican uh, member of the media who had them. You know, we got, the, we got the FBI involved. The wall was not good enough to stop this thievery. But um, Tom Brady had his jersey back in hand today, throwing out the first pitch for the Boston Red Sox in Fenway Park. And if there was nothing that's going to get the Boston Red Sox crowd riled up and ready to go for the Red Sox opener, remember, hashtag win, dance, repeat, whatever that means. Um, You know, Brady came out and displayed his jersey to a huge pop at the audience. And then, Gronk being Gronk, Gronk runs out onto the mound and snatches the jersey away from Tom Brady. Brady literally chases Gronkowski into the outfield grass where they, like, crumple into a heap together, laying on the ground to huge fanfare and celebration for the Fenway Park faithful. Um, So, everybody, it's okay. The Lombardi Trophy is okay. Tom Brady's jersey has been recovered. So, uh, you know, and Gronk is still being Gronk, snatching jerseys and uh, at WrestleMania. What a life to live. If there was anybody in sports, I think I might trade places with Gronk. He can literally do absolutely He was just on WrestleMania. No yeah, he was on WrestleMania last night <laughs> at Fenway animal. Park today doing big things. Listen, I got one more story I want to talk to you about. Before we had the break, 
I mentioned that there's a football, a retired football player out there who uh, wants to come back and become a two-sport athlete. You'll never guess who it is, and you'll never guess what sport they want to play. Uh, you got any guesses for me? You got any guesses for I me, Donnie? I have no Bates? good guesses. You got no clue? Honest. All right, so uh, Randy Moss... Randy Moss of, uh, you know, fame, obviously, great wide receiver with a couple of teams, mostly the Vikings, uh, was part of that historic season with the Patriots as well, where they uh, went undefeated in the regular season. But uh, get this, Donnie Burns, Randy Moss wants to play soccer. Oh, boy. Yep. And not only does he want to play, but last week he signed a contract with the Charlotte Independence of the USL to be their goalie. Okay? Now... I know you might think this is crazy, but I think this has some legs. Randy Moss, you know, six foot four, obviously knows how to track the ball on those corner kicks, on those crosses. Now, I'm not the soccer expert. I'm not the soccer expert, but I think this is interesting. Check out what Randy Moss had to say, and I quote, Renewing my career is something that I've always thought about for a long time now. I'm excited to get started with the Charlotte Independence and show the world that I can be a two-sport athlete. Trying to be like Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, and don't forget about Brian Jordan. That's in the, So, head coach of the Charlotte Independence, a guy named Mike Jeffries, says, and I quote, Our team stands to gain a lot by bringing in Randy. Obviously, he's a proven winner, and his athleticism is an attribute that translates to any sport he plays. I'm going to tell you something. The Charlotte Independents had their season open or over the weekend. Um, they played the Charleston Battery. Yeah, they lost two to nothing. Randy Moss was not the starting goalkeeper, and 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 there was actually questions about if this was an April Fool's Day joke or not. But all reports so far seeming that this is serious. Randy Moss literally wanting to be a two-sport athlete. Um, there were some April Fool's jokes though, played by athletes out there. Uh, one that I want to tell you about is uh, Michael Phelps tweeted out to people that he is considering a comeback for the 2020 Olympics, uh, but that was clearly an April Fool's Day joke. That was not the case. Uh, so you know, people are trying to people trying to have fun out there, but uh, now that we have gotten into the actual the actual baseball season. I got my man Frankie Stanfield with me. He's coming to the studio. Fantasy first look coming their way. I got a question from Frankie Stanfield as it relates to these opening day hashtags on Twitter. Every team apparently has a different hashtag. You can help me out because you're the millennial here. Do you know, like, how am I supposed to know that, for example, instead of doing hashtag Red Sox, I'm supposed to find out that it's hashtag win, dance, repeat. How the hell do I know that? Or for the Brewers, that it's hashtag this is my crew. Ah, am I supposed to, like, have some kind of, like, uh, table of contents at the ready for me or something? Frankie Stanfield, my man, my millennials, giving me a big shrug of the shoulders and a, uh, you know, eh. I don't know. So we're going to find out. I got the Fantasy Jesus also in the building. Fantasy Jesus, we are coming down to the regional finals of the TV tournament. Right now, in the sitcom region, we have number one seed Seinfeld up against number two seed The Office. Where are you going on that one? He's saying you got to go Seinfeld. He's with you, Donnie Burns. And right now, Seinfeld does have a lead at 57%. And then, Joe Galena, we have the reality region. The five seed real world road rules going against the seven seed cops. Who you got? 
Fantasy Jesus is going cop. So are 54% of you right now. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. This has been Fantasy Freestyle. Fantasy First Look up next. Remember, no show for me on Tuesday, but I'll be back here on Wednesday giving you what you need to win your league and win that cash. We're going to have a lot of fun, talk ballpark food. We're going to talk uh, all sorts of stuff. Top five that are live. Fantasy Freestyle. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. And we out. Ah!